to record and it's gonna be the account owner can watch this recording if it's more in the cloud. So Okay, so my friend has predicted that uh, op- I'm moving my chair. I'm like, this chair, is like, it, it makes a really like bad farting noise, but it, it is a chair, I, I promise you. Um, his prediction for drama is Oppenheimer, of course, uh, yeah. and Barbie for comedy. Um, he thinks uh, it's going to be either uh, B-Coops or C-Murfs for, for actor uh, drama. After comedy, he's saying, uh, he's saying right. He's saying Jeff Wright's gonna 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 sneak in past Paul Giamatti and, and yank it off him. Um, he's saying Gladstone drama, obviously. Uh, comedy, he's saying either Stone or Robbie. But I, I, I think Stone's gonna kind of gonna. I'm gonna put on my, my little my little uh, my little award punted voice. I think Stone's got it this year. You know, Stone just feels like she's just gonna roll right through. Like she's mm-hmm. the only sure thing in the whole mm-hmm. bunch. Uh, he, yeah, um, it would be very globes. It would be very globes to just be like, "Here's Barbie," mm-hmm. or um, uh, "Here's." I was going to say, "Here's a Nepeni," but Nyad isn't a comedy. It's it's, yeah. it's real life. It's, it's here's it's, the it's thing the about the globes this year. Also, is people are talking about them being the same old globes, but they're no longer a Hollywood Foreign Press Association production. They're a Dick Clark Productions production. Mm-hmm. There is a it's a whole new thing. There's just this is the name, and it's you know what the globes. You never know. Uh, he's saying supporting actor uh, Downey Jr. Um, it'd be very strange if Downey Sr. won, given he is uh, longer. Yeah. <laughs> to just accidentally. Yes, yeah, they were like, uh, it's, it, 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 well, no, well, no, and then they go, oh, no. Uh, uh, Divine Joy Randolph, supporting actress, which, uh, yeah. Their Downey Jr. thing, if they're just like holding it up like La La Land, they go like, <laughs> Downey Jr., come up here. Like, this is not a joke. <laughs> Uh, he's saying screenplay Barbie and director Nolan, and he's saying animated Spider Man. Uh, so yeah, um, don't get him wrong. Don't get me it. wrong. There yeah. we have it. Don't get me wrong. Twenty twenty three in the Golden Globes, which are tonight, as of mm-hmm. this record. After you can go cross reference what mm-hmm. we've talked about. David's mm-hmm. friends' predictions. David's friend knows mm-hmm. who they are if they're listening to this, which mm-hmm. they might not. They, they won't be. They won't. won't. Um, we'll, we're, we're not, we're, I say might yeah. not. I, I say might not, but I meant I meant they won't. They won't. Um, of course, we are hosting the the Globes. Um, we, yeah. It was it was like a eleventh hour thing. We weren't sure, but they but they were so they offered us such great money. To uh, they said yeah. they said we're gonna go we're gonna offer it to Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, he just didn't make sense. Yeah. He didn't want it. Yeah. And they said, we're going to offer it to the smartless guys. Mm-hmm. It made sense that they didn't want it. It's a really yeah. shrewd move <laughs> not to take the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they offered it to probably every arena comedian out mm-hmm. there. And they, they got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Joe Coy. But mm-hmm. uh, they also offered it to us. Yeah. And yeah. we said, so you're saying we're hosting, yeah. but it's you're thinking yeah. more alternate universe type stuff well, where, they, well, where the money was a little better. Um, well, I mean, I did take the money in the end. Um, so, so you're hosting with Joe, Joe Coy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking okay. for it. I got all my I got all my little, my little gags planned out, you know. So because Joe so, Coy yeah. asked me to write for him, well, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but he asked me to write for him. Um, uh, you know, I I don't want to burst your bubble here, but um, I think I'm I think I'm actually hosting as well. Joe um, Coy, very fun name to say. <laughs> Joe Coy, um, it's it's like if uh uh someone didn't know how to pronounce Joker and they wrote in in, in the Batman universe and they said, oh look, it's Joe Coy, and he, Joker would be like, what? Um, 
That's enough riffing. That's enough ribbing. Okay. Um, some of this riffing will make the cut. Some of this all, riffing won't. All of it. All of it's getting in there because you know what? No, just scrap all of it. And but especially include the part where I say to scrap all of it. So it just mm-hmm. starts with me saying scrap mm-hmm. all of it. When you say scrap all of it, it'll come. Yeah, 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 that's staying into. Welcome, um, to, welcome yeah. to episode two of the podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling calm, but I'm never relaxed. I feel it coming, but I'm holding it back. I'm on the edge, but I never attack. I'm straight off the moment, but I still come back like that. I'm a strong man, weaker than I once was. is by talking about Golden Globe uh, predictions on air because mm-hmm. we will be talking about 2023 movies but not mm-hmm. until I'm for people who see this visual which is just David no one else is going to see this visual it's just me kind of gesturing off into the future you're like you're basketball shooting it's like a basketball yeah, yeah. it's kind of basketball but kind of just like clushing and so welcome to the podcast I'm Gabe and uh, mm-hmm. David's over there. I'm introducing him. He'll mm-hmm. he's spoken already. Uh-huh. Um, That's him. Yeah, uh, I'm in my little window. Um, let me out. Let me out. I can't get out. This, this no one makes sense. Stuff. Yeah, if you saw visual this humor, humor. You I be... love doing visual humor. Yeah, <laughs> for an audio medium, you will be laughing your sides off. That's a new expression as well. Laughing your sides off. I copyrighted that um, for us, so we will make more of that. Yeah, and uh, bucket hats and uh, like little, little fanny packs and stuff, you know. I love a bucket hat that says laughing your side <laughs> off. And it's a picture of Paul going, it's, it's a picture of Paul smiling because it's, it's trying to throw you off by saying, yeah. he's smiling, he's not laughing, but you know, deep down he is, he's, he's going. <laughs> um, so what we're doing today, what we're here for today, you know, just some rambling, some some riffing, some, some chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk, uh, the last time we did this, we were not talking about Paul 2011, mm-hmm. uh, which is the inspiration for this this whole this whole deal. We weren't talking about it because of the actor strike and the writer strike. Were both strikes ongoing? Mm-hmm. When we, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And so now that those are over, we feel the, the full freedom to talk about the the beauty, the joy, the creativity, the love, the inspiration of Paul 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really great comedy, mm-hmm. a really great film, mm-hmm. really great movie, film, movie, picture. Um, yeah, those are the three. I'm trying to think. Is there any, those, are, there was? those are the, the talkies. Three. I talkies. It's a great good talkies. talkies. Yeah. You remember this? The comedians' cars getting coffee with. I think it's with Will Ferrell. I got to remember who. I think it's Will Ferrell and Jerry Seinfeld are sitting there, and they. Someone will. Someone will fact check me on this later. I'll get canceled. Um, that you're actually going to scrap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I remember it was Will Ferrell and Jerry Seinfeld sitting there and they were like ranking which one they like. Mm-hmm. 
like film movie picture they didn't really talk about talkies but picture picture important this year because martin scorsese a 2023 uh uh excellent 2023 film Mm -hmm. but so we're here today now that we can talk about paul we're going to rank our top 10 favorite things about paul 2011 Mm -hmm. and then we're going to rank but my list isn't really ranked we're going to we're going to list out our 10 favorite things about movies 2023 Mm -hmm. think about the way Paul 2011 is written, it would be Paul brackets 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our 10 favorite things about movies brackets 2023. 2023. Yeah. It's like if there was a movie this year name this past year, this is 2024 now, this past movie year called movies. Yeah. yeah. They were put of the year after. So movies mm-hmm. 2023. Mm-hmm. There should be a movie called movies because then you could say, I'm going to see the movies and they're saying, what? And when the movies see movies, and then you, you know you, you you get like an hour out of just riffing on. It'd be on great it. if there was a movie at least called The Movies, mm-hmm. and then you could say I'm going to the movies, movies, and you're actually going to the to movie. the movie that happened to me for um, my friend. It's because when I was a teenager, I was insufferable, and I was like, when they, when like some teenagers become like old men, and they like listen to like all this old music, and you know they're listening to like whatever. I was listening to like The Who. And the Beatles and stuff. My friend gone to CSI, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, like the Who do the the theme song." He's like, "What?" I said, "No, like the Who, they do the theme song." And then he's like, "What? Like what?" I said, "The Who, like the Who do the themes." And then he's like, "Can you just like tell me who does the theme song?" I said, "The Who." He said, "Yeah, I know. Can you tell me who does?" It? And I had to tell him like, "Oh, that's a band called the Who." And then he was like, "Oh, huh." And we don't we don't speak anymore. And um, I haven't seen him in that's, about ten years. Yeah. Um, crazy story that reminds me of the time i was with uh, my friend costello my last name is abbott oh yeah yeah um i never heard of you so i'm sorry um yeah and i was with him and i was trying about who's on first oh oh yeah um um yeah yeah it was a baseball game i don't know if you know this the whole story you don't have to get into it um by the way i am pouring water next to my mic so it sounds like i'm doing anything else it is this must be one of the most this must be one of the most rambling in the first episode <laughs> you just listened back to. Like, there's like no polish on this. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's this has to be one of the least, least, see, least mm-hmm. polished podcasts. Mm, yeah. But it's not even a podcast because it's mm-hmm. a podcast. Cue theme music. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking on my little. We'll do it like, again. We'll do yeah. the theme. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my little, uh, my little flower grass. Um, it's beautiful. I'm hydrated. Yeah, so 10 things about Paul 2011. 10 things about Paul. Should we trade off? Yeah. If, who, who, do you want to go first? Who, or you could just list your 10 on, and just interject. Who's on first? Okay, let's, let me go, <laughs> let me go first here. I'll list one of mine. Start with number one. Uh, this is not ranked. Number one, mm-hmm. I've got Seth Rogen as Paul, mm-hmm. 20, Paul 2011. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that he wasn't doing it on set because he was too mm-hmm. busy filming the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if we did the Green Hornet, if we were like more folks in the Green Horn. The Green Horn <laughs> cast. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, because I have mine from 10 to 1 and they are kind of semi-ranked, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, so to use my 10 as my 1. Makes sense. I'm going to talk about the uh, the trailer, the Paul 2011 trailer. Um, we we did use it in that very rushed uh, podcast trailer where we put, we did the whole Mr. Black kind of thing um, where yeah. I'm whispering because I recorded that audio like like when everyone else was asleep. So I have my, my little iPhone mic next to my mouth so you can hear my, my beard rustling against the mic. 
Um, but that trailer is quite good. And we did this watch it in French, and the, the French dub act, adds up quite a bit to, to the yeah. whole. The whole right vibe. before, <laughs> no, knowing that you were putting this on your list, I was like, I was looking on YouTube and I decided to watch the French dub where Paul says, salut. Like he says, he's like, and then he says, je Paul, which isn't actually, that's just mm -hmm. I Paul. Like that doesn't. It didn't, it didn't sound like he said je paul which would also not be grammatically mm -hmm. correct but either way it's really good one thing i think really underrated about that trailer it's probably in many trailers is how quickly the universal logo goes yeah. right at the beginning it's just like boom mm -hmm. done like it just speeds through there mm -hmm. and uh and then it and then it's kind of like the barbie trailer mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a little, little, little hint. 2000, mm -hmm. little 2001 vibes <laughs> in there um i'll go to my number two here we've got i i described it as the bench depth which is just look how many actors we've got here mm -hmm. like outside of peg and frost who i get to later you've got bateman you've got hater you've got jolo trulio who i know is like a whole i believe you're gonna mention him mm -hmm. jane lynch john carroll lynch we got two lynches mm -hmm. uh jesse plemons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i'm probably forgetting a couple but a couple of them come up later on my list um Blythe Danner's in it for like two seconds. Blythe Danner, yeah, who yeah, how could yeah. I forget Blythe Danner, who mm -hmm. I learned today, it's one of her letterboxed four. Oh. Top four movies. It's like Fockers. It's it's like Fockers, Parents, Paul, and then one other thing. Mm -hmm. Let me go while I'm in classic uh, podcast fashion. It wouldn't be a podcast without looking something up on air. She, she you know, if she's known for anything, it's for Paul, of course. Everyone's known for Paul. Probably hear the typing. Blight Danner. Blight Danner. Meet the parents. Detachment. An Adrian Brody movie I haven't seen. Also mm -hmm. 2011. Mm -hmm. Paul 2011 as Tara Walton. Mm -hmm. And then Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Detachment is a Tony K movie that is, you know, like on TikTok and on like YouTube, you get like the teacher went to his student and said, you're not trying hard enough. And it's like these like inspirational, like he's the, Brody's a teacher. He's, a, he's the teacher. It's like a, it's like Adrian Brody's like a substitute teacher who comes into like one of these like kind of schools that's like underachieving. And oh, I'd probably like, like this. He, you might. It's, um, uh, so, uh, look at my, uh, my, my, my mutuals, uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours gave a five stars out of five on, on Letterboxd. Um, so you might enjoy it. Um, friend of the show, Fabes, gave it five wow. out of five. Fabes is going to listen to this, so Fabes mm -hmm. is going to be very right. thrilled. <laughs> Hi, Fabes. Um, James Kahn is in Detachment as well. Um, and Lucy Liu, Marsha Gay Harden, Tim Blake Nelson, Tim William Blake Peterson, Nelson. Brian Cranston, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Tim Josh Blake Um Wow, that, that is like a stat cast once you get past. Uh, like, that's a like, cast. Christina Hendricks is in there as well. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, so Blythe Danner, uh, mm -hmm. and then that's pretty much it. It's just a you know, just a great list of mm -hmm. uh, of actors, and many of them will actually come up again on this episode. Mm -hmm. Bateman, Peter, mm -hmm. I'll probably talk about again just because mm -hmm. last year was the last year of Barry. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about 2023 in movies, we might as well talk very briefly about 2023 in TV. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's, I think that's it for the bench depth. Just mm. it's a stacked cast, just mm -hmm. like detachment. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe controversially, 
this was my number nine, but it's not my number two. Uh, Lorenzo's Oil in general. Um, fun, ah. fun little, little gag of a name. Great performance, great character. This is something we both have on our list. Mm-hmm. I put Lorenzo's Oil, I said, especially like I was saying Lorenzo's Oil is a play on that other movie. Like mm. just the idea that there is a character named Lorenzo's Oil just because they were like sitting down and went, the movie Lorenzo's Oil. <laughs> like that movie is not like Paul 2011 at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah. That movie <laughs> is sad. And Incredible. that movie is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 certainly one if you're if you're listening to people who are uh, maybe young and you want to have like a family movie night, don't watch Lorenzo's Oil until, well, maybe don't watch Lorenzo's Oil, especially if you're a parent, because it's probably going to be very, very upsetting to watch. Exactly. Um, so Lorenzo's Oil, Bateman is, Jason Bateman's kind of made his, to talk seriously about Bateman, he's made this career of this dry uh, straight man that he's mm-hmm. very good at. And he's still doing it in air. Like he's oh. still doing it in 2023 movies mm-hmm. to some extent. He does it on Smartless, mm-hmm. a really solid podcast. <laughs> um, and so it was just, you know, Jason Bateman as Lorenzo Zoyle. Just sometimes that name, the, the full name, you know, when you see a credit like that, mm-hmm. that just kind of works. Mm-hmm. Bateman's really great in uh, in Paul 2011. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. So it's on to my next one, mm-hmm. which is... The cameos. We were talking about the depth, and then I was like, okay, let me just split this one off into two just to talk about two, like, hey, they're here, which is uh first Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. who was just like, I'd like to show up. You know, this sounds like a great love letter to my own movies. Um, I'll be in there if you want. Uh, and he was, he's on the phone, uh, in a wonderfully short phone call scene. Um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, all that considered, and then also, uh, Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. who you and I we've talked about this off mic extensively. Mm-hmm. Both have a massive appreciation for Sigourney Weaver, but not for the reasons you think. Like I only watched Alien for the first time last year. Um, for me, Sigourney is uh, beautifully referenced in the Meyerowitz stories. Uh, and shows up in the Meyerwood stories and is mm-hmm. very funny. Also, she's just really great in Avatar and Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sigourney Weaver. Like, it's Sigourney Weaver. And mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman does a great, uh, in the Meyerwood stories, Dustin Hoffman does a great Sigourney Weaver impression where he mm-hmm. says uh, that she said, hi, I'm Sigourney. <laughs> I'm Sigourney. Oh, actually, I'll put a clip of that in if I can. Please um, do. I will. Um, I'll and leave it. the part in where you say you're going to put a clip of that. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it in. I'll, I'll double it up, and people are like, "Wow, it's 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 double, double the excitement." Um, I get a prop for my, my next one. Um, you won't see this if you're listening, but Gabe will watch me now stand up and walk over to something in the background, like a little librarian. I will describe it on um, on my. I'm going to describe it. His headphones are off. I'm going to talk about David walking away to a shelf. To pull a DVD, he's jogging back now. David, uh, David's jogging back uh-huh. um, I'm with a DVD sh- mm-hmm. that they're revealing to be my number eight on the list, or my number three is uh, Gabe. You'll see this first. The, pro- the Paul, the Paul probed. probed two disc edition DVD, two discs. Mm-hmm. Now I got two this, of these. Got two of these. 
Um, Two of these? (laughs) I'm referencing, put a clip of that in too, if you can. Wow, there's two of these right there. Um, So they they put the same picture on both. They did. It's very confusing because they also have not for rental written on both. Um, Did you? But you purchased it. That's fine. I purchased it. I got this in a shop. Let me tell you the shop. The shop was the closest DVD shop in I'm sorry I, this these headphones have this like built-in gamer mic and they keep the mic keeps popping down like a, a shadow across my noise um, for everyone listening mm-hmm. um that was in a shop um it was the closest dvd shop you'd get in in this place um i also got scott pilgrim on dvd in that shop um and i have a very vivid memory of every single time i went because it was like, wherever we went to that town um they had a copy of uh his Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. It's full title. Um, I think it was on. It was either on Xbox or play. Oh, probably was on Xbox. Um, but that shop is now a vape shop, um, because every single shop in this country, if it goes out of business, becomes a vape shop. There is four in the city near where I live. Um, two of them are next to each other. Um, but the the probed edition, so disc one has an extended version, including footage not shown in the cinema. Um, original theatrical feature, the evolution of Paul bloopers. Uh, who the hell is Adam Shadowchild? Uh, you'll like this one. Simon's silly faces. Um, <laughs> galleries feature commentary with Peg Frost, Hader, Matola, um, and producer Nira Park. And then disc two has one has one thing on it, and that is between the lightning strikes, the making of Paul. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's no indication of how long between the lightning strikes the making of Paul is, um, but I assume it's it's long enough to justify one DVD. Um, hater on the hater on a DVD commentary with people who have bigger roles in the mm-hmm. movie in making the movie. It's mm-hmm. gotta be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, do I know the what the the pull quotes in the box are? You got um uh, absolutely. Uh, so four stars from Empire, pure pain. Give frost. them a good read, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Give us a good. I'm I'm going to do a British accent. It's like pure peg and frost, um, pure peg and frost. Very very funny. Four stars. Empire. Another winner from the Hot Fuzz pair. Four stars. Heat magazine. Now Heat magazine is like um, one of those like tabloids you get from like the shop when you're you're like lined up to like pay for your stuff, and you have like you know National Enquirer and stuff. It's yeah, you take those. a good read. You take yeah. a good review where you can get it. Mm-hmm. So the front would be like, "My husband ran off with with the vicar's wife." Paul, twenty eleven. Paul, twenty eleven. But yeah, that's my that's my my little soapbox on the probe DVD. Okay, moving on to my next one. My next one I wrote was it's about the cameos because I found this thing where it says you know in an interview with Graham Norton. Uh, Sigourney Weaver stated, the movie is a love letter to sci-fi fans. I jumped at the chance to be in it. To find a comedy that also pays homage to sci-fi is a dream come true. And to that, I want to say that one thing I really love about Paul is that there's a bunch of sci-fi Easter eggs I don't understand. And then there's some I do. So, like, I don't understand some of the music cues. There's, like, a Star Wars, there's, like, Star Wars that drops in there all of a sudden. One of the funny things about us doing a Paul cast is that I'm not a huge sci-fi head. Mm-hmm. So some of this stuff just goes right over my head because mm-hmm. um, it's not a sci-fi head. Mm-hmm. And then some of this goes like right, right in, like right in. And mm-hmm. I love it. 
So like close encounters, there's shots that I'm like, oh, that's close encounters. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that in 2011. I do know that now. Mm -hmm. But when there's stuff like music cues or certain little like little things here and there, you know, we might at one point go through the movie and you would probably be at like better at being like, well, that's this. Mm -hmm. You could pick that out. Mm -hmm. Here's where that's from. And there's probably so many of them. And to me, it's like good movie kind of clever pretty <laughs> funny but it's probably that much funnier if you get it mm -hmm. uh and i don't necessarily get it but i, li I like it all the same for that mm -hmm. my next pick um so that's 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 stuff there my next pick is rather simple it is the bird that paul eats um both for the how how funny that scene is and for how important that scene is for later on um but also, you know, how iconic him eating that bird is. You know, he really goes to town. So funny. <laughs> like, it, it's it, it's one of the things for that movie that every time I'm just like, yep, that's just, that's good stuff. It's it's so iconic to me from the trailer, mm -hmm. but also just from, like, that being a lasting image from the movie. Like, mm -hmm. what if he resuscitated a bird? <laughs> and then stuff to space with it and the way that honestly this is credit to the earlier part of my list which is rogan but seth rogan's eating noises are just really funny mm -hmm. oh. um but yeah so the bird the bird uh that's a great a great pick mm -hmm. um this one's kind of quick. This one I wrote, there's kind of some sneaky but really overt interesting messaging about religion versus science for a major mm -hmm. studio movie. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, don't want to talk anymore about that. I <laughs> uh, don't feel like breaking this down onto your mm -hmm. next pick. Mm -hmm. My next pick is also quite short and simple. It's Jason Bateman's delivery of, he introduced me to my wife. He's my friend. Uh, when when Sigourney's like firing shots at them. He introduced me to my wife. He's my friend. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a very it's a great line delivery um i'll put a clip in um it's it's just it's it's, it's a good great. line it's a good line it's good yeah just mm -hmm. good moving mm -hmm. on from moving on to our next one mm -hmm. um i wrote uh, simon peg and nick frost are kind of like a comfortable pair of shoes at this point mm -hmm. i wrote that sentence like we were coming up with these lists i wrote that sentence out about what i liked about the movie mm -hmm. which is just even though it, i was later to some of their other stuff um Paul 2011 might have been my first Peg and Frost movie. Mm -hmm. um, there's something really, you know, nice about a familiar dynamic rapport back and forth, kind of podcast-esque uh, mm -hmm. now. Like, you know, we've got, kind of got a similar thing going where mm -hmm. it's just, it's easy to listen to, easy to watch. Uh, mm -hmm. They're really great. And I think they flipped what they normally would have done for this uh, in terms of characters, which mm -hmm. I think was just a really nice, easy move. There's not much more there for me. Mm -hmm. Um. My my five also kind of ties into that. My five is the cowboy outfit scene uh, and the promotional photo where, um, for some reason, instead of using the still from them holding Paul's hand using the outfit, they use like photoshopped versions of Frost and Peg, where like they're looking like dead ahead at the camera and like the quality of their picture is like, is, like different to the actual like scene. Um, I look, I really like the cowboy outfit. I like Paul in his little like, cowboy getup, you know, he's wearing his little bandana. He's got like his, his little little cowboy hat. Yeah, um, that scene a, yeah. is. In the in the comic book shop mm -hmm. where he's dressed as the cowboy and the mm -hmm. kid so is Keith Nash. Keith Nash is kind mm -hmm. of interacting with him, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what the deal is there. Mm -hmm. it's, a good uh, scene. it's a good scene. And we'll talk more about that in future episodes mm -hmm. of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And now we're just doing a quick rundown. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, my next one after Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, something I actually really like about this movie is without like, um, let's put it this way. Something I really like about this is that it's not directed by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. And specifically, this isn't a slight at Edgar Wright, who I think is perfectly fine in directing in some movies. He's very good at directing. Um, I've seen a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is kind of nice that, you know, the familiarity I was talking about earlier that Peg and Frost were like, let's shake things up. But also I think Edgar just wasn't available, mm-hmm. um, but that they shook things up, brought in Greg uh, Matola, mm-hmm. who I think does a great job with this mm-hmm. uh, and is a really funny, great director who before mm-hmm. I sent you the the French dub trailer, I was also clicking on South by Southwest interviews uh, of him kind of talking about wanting to try out the tech, the CG, you know, finding the sci-fi really interesting really kind of connecting with the peg and frost sense of humor. And he's just, he brought a really interesting uh, perspective to the table here. And mm-hmm. he's got some great other movies that we'll also talk about in future mm-hmm. on the podcast. Definitely. Keeping up with the Joneses. Um, I've seen. That's that definitely the one I was thinking <laughs> of. Um, we, lo- we love you. We love you, Greg. We love you, Greg. Please come on. Uh, so my number four <laughs> is very simple. It's Paul's smile. Uh, he's got a little, little, little smile. Um, there's that scene where he smiles and his eyes are kind of like it's, it's, it just makes me smile when I see him smile. Um, like Randy Newman, I love to see him smile. Um, good smile. Great yeah. reference. Good smile. Yeah. Um, my next one, I wrote I wrote Lorenzo's Oil as a play on that other movie for no reason, especially given what that movie is. Also, what it says on Wikipedia about Zoyle's characterization. Have you seen this? Is it a, he based it on... Um, yeah, the list, the list here is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Jason Bateman as Special Agent Lorenzo Zoyle, describing his character as a, quote, exaggerated nasty guy. Bateman based his portrayal of Zoyle on Yafit Koto in Midnight Run and Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. That is like, that is just a perfect, like, touch. I, I see it. Mm, I definitely see it, yeah. It's, they're very different performances. All mm-hmm. three of those are very different performances to me. Mm-hmm. But I see, I see it. Mm-hmm. If you had to rank those three performances, though, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Bateman is still third. He's definitely st- still third. Um, I, yeah, I think it'd be it'd be Jones, Cotto, and then uh, Bateman. Like, Jones is so good in The Fugitive, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I would like to just give an episode to at some point. <laughs> we, have, we, have to, we have to. <laughs> I love The Fugitive. The Fugitive is so good. Um, you know, Which you know, Paul is a fugitive. Paul right? is a fugitive. Kind of the premise here. Imagine Jason Bateman saying, "Go get him." Mm-hmm. We gotta search every uh, every comic book store, every uh... <laughs> <laughs> every comic book store, mm. every nerd shop, every comic book. <laughs> if his name is Paul the Alien, go get him. Um, my number three, as I was going, to, I was about to say, it'd be cool if Joey Pants was in Paul, but but I would say that Joe Latruglio in Paul is very major Joey Pants in the future of energy. Um, yeah, the way their characters work, they're they're kind of you know they're they're very kind of you know they're very similar kind of go getters. But Joe Latruglio and Paul is my number three because um I think he's great and I think he's fun. He he obviously does double duty because he was playing Paul on set as well, uh, which we we yeah. need to get we need to get footage of Joe as Paul. Just I want to see. It's gotta be. There's gotta be one of those behind the scenes documentaries mm-hmm. should uh, should have it, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe that's those are great. great. Maybe that's what do I have next? Yeah. He's well, first Joe Trulio, just a very funny guy, mm-hmm. especially in those kinds of roles where he's got to be a little more. He's very good at like it's not aloof, but it's like 
just a little looser, uh, a little more like a little more comfortable in his skin than some of the people he's working around where it's like, he's incredibly self-aware um, and doesn't really, and doesn't really care. And the other characters are like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't <laughs> be like that. And he's like, I don't care. That's the Joe Latrulio experience. And it's really great. My next my next one, actually, I'll rattle off my last two real quick. Mm-hmm. One is the the poster that we recreated for the the art. Mm-hmm. Just that list of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fugitive. Speaking of fugitive, uh, alien, all of you know mm-hmm. that whole thing. I'm not looking at the poster right now. I wish I knew it off by heart. Um, I don't. You can discreetly pull it up while I talk about my next pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next pick is, uh. Greg Matola makes like like Greg Matola makes great music choices. The music supervisor who I looked up, uh, Nick Angel, they, there's some, some really great music in the movie. You know that kind of seventies electric light orchestra type mm-hmm. vibes. And just while we're on this, uh, we have a we have a, a mutual friend. We have Jack. We have our friend Jack who puts mm-hmm. out a crazy great uh, Christmas slash holiday playlist every year mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, but Greg Matola puts out a little bit of his own every year. Mm-hmm. And so just in terms of his music taste, I really always like, you know, listening to what he's listening to and what he's put together. And so I was just looking through um, and I'll just shout it out and we'll probably throw a link in the show notes or whatever mm-hmm. we want to do. But Greg Matola put out a Spotify playlist for people who crave more indie rock, jazz and sad songs for mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just an interesting, he's got interesting taste and interesting, uh, interesting career and we'll again i've already talked about him we'll talk about him more mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. uh the poster is fugitive celebrity slacker joker alien Paul. fugitive celebrity slacker joker, joker alien. alien fugitive <laughs> slacker joker, joker alien. alien fugitive celebrity slacker joker alien Paul. Paul. And then he's hanging out there in his cargo shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so with that, I think we're at your last my last, last slash first pick. Mm-hmm. So I'll run off mine as well. I, number two is Clive Graham Paul and Root's friendship. It's kind of stuff that's oh, kind beautiful. of beautiful. Got a great little interplay going. Um and my number one is the friendship this movie inspired. Um so uh, true. It's so true. Podcast. Um so I think that's our 10. Um I'm gonna play a little jingle between this ten and the next ten. Um, little Paul. Yeah, because we're just gonna start listing more things. Mm-hmm. But with that, it's like I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. My Zoom meeting is forty minutes. We're <laughs> wrapping up on that, and we'll take a break and be right back. Don't go away. The podcast. We'll be right back. C'est dingue, j'arrive pas à croire qu'on va visiter la zone 51. Euh, salut. <rire> Je suis Paul, faut vraiment que vous m'aidiez. Euh, c'est qu'on a un programme chargé. Qu'est-ce qui va pas, Clive Il y a un alien dans la kitchenette qui prépare des bagels et du café. Tu voulais du thé Non, je veux pas de thé. Super, du chutney. On en est où 
rapport. On va le choper, je le sens. Dans 24 heures, il regrettera d'avoir mis ses pattes sur terre. Je veux ce petit bonhomme vert, mort ou vif. Il y compte. Salut. Salut. Non, il, il vient pas de l'espace, c'est impossible. Hé, hey, il mate là, il mate. Mes amis vont venir me récupérer, j'ai pu communiquer avec eux. Qu'est-ce qui va se passer s'ils te retrouvent Ils veulent prélever mon cerveau. Je veux pas vous faire flipper. Bon allez, on se marre. Raconte-nous ton dernier plan cul, Clive. <rire> Vous voyagez en compagnie d'un individu extrêmement dangereux. Il n'est pas dangereux, seulement un peu grossier. Il y a même eu deux fois où je l'ai vu gratter ses boules cosmiques. Pourquoi on se donne la main Pour faire petite famille. On est deux types normaux qui se baladent tranquilles dans la rue avec un petit cow-boy. Donne-moi l'alien T'as qu'à trouver un autre Franchement, je me suis jamais autant amusé. Paul Regardez bien. C'est un miracle. Pourquoi t'as fait ça Je vais pas bouffer un oiseau mort, moi. C'est dégueulasse. You're watching the podcast. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. A podcast that we think is mostly just an impression of one uh or at least we're trying to come up with a podcast a podcast on the fly but by piecing together episodes and uh ideas that even though this is only the second episode we're just kind of like this is what a podcast would do mm -hmm. they would list their favorite things about the movie and then they would list more on our last episode we drafted stuff we named stuff that was kind of just an impression of a podcast mm -hmm. however We think we do a pretty good impression. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of which, by the way, I was going to mention this to you. I definitely had a sign-off last episode that I was like, is now going to be my sign-off. And we recorded that months ago. Uh -huh. So I have no idea, which means <laughs> we're going to come up with a new sign-off now and say that that's going to be the sign-off. And then maybe it'll be months more before I come up with something else. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not. Um, you did just listen, though. So if you remember, I like... I, I I didn't listen all the way through. Good, as, as, <laughs> as, I, thought, as I suspected. But what we're going to do now, we're going to jump into our favorite, our 10 favorite things, ranked or unranked lists mm -hmm. of our 10 favorite things about movies 2023. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we just want, kind of wanted to quickly shout out uh, some of the connections to Paul 2011 that mm -hmm. movies 2023 have. Mm -hmm. So here are a few off the top of the dome slash light research i was looking to see if like blythe danner was in a movie this year she was uh she was in a movie this year it was that one the hiking one do you remember the hiking for like it was a netflix movie um i think that was 2023 let me double check netflix hiking uh happiness for beginners the oh. ellie kemper netflix movie oh yeah it has like blythe danner is in that so that's a connection mm -hmm. it's like ellie kemper and Jack Quaid, isn't there or something? Ellie Kemper and Luke Grimes. Luke Grimes, that's what it is. And um and so that yeah. that has Blythe Danner in it. Blythe Danner plays Gigi. Gigi. And so that was one connection. And then the other ones we had, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mutant Mayhem, mm -hmm. the Seth Rogen connection. Mm -hmm. We have Air, the Jason Bateman connection. Mm -hmm. We have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, the Simon Pegg connection. We have Bo is Afraid, which I still haven't seen. Was maybe going to watch this afternoon after we record, but maybe not. 
and that had Bill Hader in a phone call voice cameo. Mm -hmm. And then Fall 2011 is one degree of separation from Killers of the Flower Moon, which has Jesse Plemons in it. Mm -hmm. It's also one degree of separation, zero degrees of separation from Like Mike 2003 because of Jesse Plemons. Mm -hmm. What a career. (laughs) What a career. We'll talk about Jesse Plemons one day in depth, I think. Mm-hmm. Now that we've done the links to Paul 2011 of the year that we that we found or can think of, mm-hmm. uh, we encourage anyone listening to this who found one that I didn't in my 30 seconds of research on that to please not give me feedback. <laughs> or you could, but, you know. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'll toss it over to David for David's first thing or 10th mm-hmm. thing or fifth thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. You missed my... Uh, Movies twenty twenty three. Everyone missed, but you missed my thing. Everyone wanted to go like that. Um, I really hurt my shoulder doing that. I, like, I did like a James Bond point. Um, my tenth thing, and we can talk because I know you've have, you've have a score as well. You want to you want to settle some score, but there do because it's about scores. Um, my tenth thing is Gary Gunn's score for a thousand and one, which is my favorite score of the year. I'll play a little bit under this as we're talking, and we, we can kind of fade out that into your your score. Um, a thousand and one is like a movie that um. Not a lot of people have seen, I think, most because I think the release kind of got a bit, I don't know. But it's a great movie, um, great score, great beat performance. Um, highly recommend listening to the score and seeing the movie and having an interesting time at, at the old picture house. Um, but you want to talk, you the score that you wanted to bring in um, yeah. as well. Mostly because I thought, oh, you know, I'm sure it's a great score. I haven't listened to it or seen mm-hmm. the movie and I'd like to give it that space. Mm-hmm. And so in response to that, I was like, what's a movie or a score that I can shout out? And I'd honestly like to, sh- to shout out there. You know, there's been a, there were a few great scores this year. I know people loved, uh, you know, and I like the Spider-Verse one and the soundtrack that came with it. The original songs, mm-hmm. Barbie had some great music. Wonka has some music and we'll talk about Wonka in a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, wink, wink, or Winka, Winka. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, but the one that I kind of wanted to shout out specifically is the Super Mario Brothers movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is a phenomenal score uh, by I am vamping because I wrote Brian the name, Taylor. but it's further in my notes is Brian Tyler. Yeah, uh, Brian Tyler's score for for the Mario Brothers movie, which takes the Mario music that we all know and we all love, and uh, let me give a let me give a plain read of the Super Mario Brothers movie score by Brian Tyler, <laughs> but. Um, we all know and we all love that uh, that score mm-hmm. uh, from the games, and mm-hmm. it takes it and expands it and, and it does it in a really beautiful way for the movie. Mm-hmm. Movie, not that not that good, but mm-hmm. the score, you know, worth commending, was an excellent soundtrack for me studying uh, in the last mm-hmm. uh, last year, really, basically since it came out in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've really and I've really enjoyed that and wanted to shout that out as one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, the year in movies 2023. Mm, that's a go. I will go. Let's a go. Let's a go. Let's a go. Uh, I'll jump to one of mine just based on this is not in order and just based on me kind of hinting that I was going to talk about this movie. I'll just talk about it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Chalamet in Wonka. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great at singing. That's the thing I wanted to point out. But the fact that Timothy Chalamet is so committed to the singing is it's pretty endearing. I've mm-hmm. been listening to Chalamet's Pure Imagination the last little bit. I've really enjoyed that. And I guess in that Wonka, the Wonka sphere, uh, Timothy Chalamet promoted Wonka at a mall not far from my 
house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just walked around the mall and he shook the movie theater employees' hands. And there was a video going around, and it just looks really funny because it's it's like a mall movie theater. The mall's mm-hmm. really nice, mm-hmm. the Yorkdale Mall in Toronto. But uh, it's just a really funny video to see him kind of in the middle of the mall doing photo ops, and then like up the escalator at a movie theater I've been to probably hundreds of times in my life, uh, shaking hands of you know consent of the employees doing concessions. Uh, well dressed very nice because he's a cool looking guy mm-hmm. uh, and so Timothy Chalamet uh, the first thing I'm going to shout at his not great singing voice but his endearing singing voice and mm-hmm. the fact that he was a Yorkdale Mall mm-hmm. all in one mm-hmm. that's my uh, that's my first uh, thing I'm going to throw out there mm-hmm. back to you shout out to Yorkdale um, my num- I'm going to go for my number nine uh, I come from- uh, I'll go for my number nine it's going to be very brief which is um, Tobin Bell in Saw X um Saw X, a very, very, because um, I watched all the Saw movies this year, and um, they're they're not for the faint of heart, and they're not they're not for everyone. Um, some of them aren't very good movies, even beyond the whole you know premise of a Saw movie. But Tobin Bell and Saw X is quite good. It's very like you know it's Eastwood esque. I would hazard a guess. Hazard a guess. I've seen the movie. I can't guess. Um, but yeah, Tobin Bell and Saw X, you know, uh, Saw X, I did. Yeah, you mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I did not. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of the Saw movies because you kind mm-hmm. of mentioned Faint for the Faint of Heart. Yeah. I can handle some stuff, but yeah. I don't think I, think I know I'm not going to be. Yeah, right they they wouldn't be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend them to you knowing, mm-hmm. knowing you. And then let's see, where can I go with my next uh, pick here? Let's go. With uh, the time Tom Cruise introduced my screening of Mission Impossible. I think that's mm-hmm. a good place to go with my next pick. I'm mm-hmm. kind of jumping around my list here. But they had kind of advertised a special screening of Mission Impossible for like a Tuesday morning-ish time slot, 1130 a.m. They said you could buy tickets. Um, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, this will be pretty interesting as like a, you know, I'm sure they said they were giving away merch and swag or whatever. I have a cool hat uh, that I got there. And mm-hmm. when we got there, when I got there with my uh, with my cousin, we noticed it was busier than we thought it was going to be lying mm-hmm. down the block. They were handing out posters and shirts. I didn't get a t-shirt, but I did get one of the hats. And someone was holding a poster and kind of waiting to get something signed. And I was like, huh, <laughs> is, is Tom going to be here? And we went in. We sat down and they showed the trailers. They kind of introduced the movie normally. Mm-hmm. And then the trailers ended, the lights came back up and someone introduced Ethan Hunt himself, <laughs> Tom Cruise. And then out came Tom Cruise. He said stuff like, uh, you know, it's great to see you all here. People were shouting, oh, we love you, Tom. Mm-hmm. And he shouted like, we love you too. <laughs> like, I love you too. And he was with Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. And uh, he said, here, you know, Tom and, you know, Tom's like McHugh and, and I will introduce the movie. We're happy to have you here. You get to see it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. He goes, we do it all for you. You know, enjoy the mix. Enjoy the sound. Uh, enjoy the, you know, all, enjoy the mix. Enjoy the sound. Enjoy the picture. Enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, he, you know, let us watch the movie. Yeah. He stepped out. Lights went back down. People still were recording kind of as the movie started. Some guy recorded the opening credits of the movie 20 minutes in because it was kind of that special vibe i still mm-hmm. didn't like that but it was that kind of special yeah. vibe and uh and it was fun it was kind of fun to be in that crowd it was the, kind of buzzing that whole time the whole movie 
And what a great movie that was. What a fun time that was. And um, then um, with that, I'm probably getting texts this whole time. I forgot to like just turn that off. There's probably noise coming in. <laughs> Listen, um, there's no noise. You're just going to hear like dings as the everyone's going to check their phones during the podcast. But I'll send you the video. I have the video of the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll send you the video of the intro and we mm-hmm. can play a I little think, clip if, yeah. I, if we can get the audio going of him mm-hmm. saying all of that. This is Christopher McCrory right here. Thank you for coming. I'm your director and producer of Thank you all for being here. This is such a great moment. We can. I love you guys. But so that long story about Tom Cruise introducing the screening of Mission Impossible, a good movie that I'd probably like to rewatch. Not my favorite Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I was almost going to put a, a few different performances from that movie on this mm-hmm. list. You could probably just make a list of 10 <laughs> uh, of the performances in that movie, mm-hmm. including Rob Delaney very briefly <laughs> just being a suit <laughs> um, as a performance in that movie I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's callbacks to the first Mission Impossible. All of that's great, mm-hmm. but this isn't a mission. This isn't. This isn't like the fuse. Mm-hmm. A great podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast, and so we'll move on to mm-hmm. the next thing about movies twenty twenty three that David likes. Mm-hmm. I will say that Shea Wiggum. If you're, if we're going back, calling back to the first segment, Shea Wiggum is very much uh, Tom Lee Jones in the Fugitive Code in that movie. Yeah, um, it's kind yeah. of like goofy Tommy. Like, like mm-hmm. it's almost game in 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 Paul coded because it's mm-hmm. like. It's a little more like what what's going on here, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as opposed to like straightforward seriousness. Mm-hmm. What's um, your next? Pick? My next one is this is also about a cinema experience. So I'm going to see Barbie in the cinema with my mom, my sister, um, and it was great because it was a packed theater. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was having a great time. The only thing was, and this is kind of gross. So uh, if you don't like gross stuff, me skip ahead of it. Um, we had lunch beforehand, and I got I went to like it was this little cafe. And I got this like turkey sandwich. It was a nice turkey sandwich, you know, nothing felt off about it, whatever. And we get into the we get into the the cinema, you know, we're going to the trailers, like the Haunted Mansion trailer. Uh I think the Oppenheimer trailer I had played as well. Um and then like I kind of like I start smelling like kimchi. And the smell of kimchi stayed for the entire movie. And for this like, I don't know where it came from. It's just like really like the like strong smell of kimchi that stay for the entire like thing of Barbie, which didn't even hamper the experience. And that's why I loved it. That's why I love the experience because Barbie, gro- you were saying it's gross. Skip ahead. That's not that gross. Well, it's gross because uh, I'll bleep this bit out. It, I was the source of the smell of kimchi. It was some kind of like like reaction on the sandwich that like I did react a lot. It's like oh, I was like oh god, that was me. I was the kimchi. Um, kimchi could be a nice pleasant memory association it with could, Barbie. Let's well, flip it. It wasn't wasn't for this because I it really was <laughs> off for me. Um, but yeah, Barbie withstood a really really uh kind of strong yeah. smell. Yeah. Um, potential listeners to the podcast are people I saw uh, Barbie with. I went uh, the first time I saw Barbie. I was in Chicago uh, with some friends of the podcast who know who they are and will not get named <laughs> <laughs> directly here. Um, that was really fun. Everyone's dressed in pink. We took a photo in the Barbie uh, box that they put mm-hmm. outside the theater. 
Um, I saw it again a little bit later. The two times I saw it in the theater, really just kind of spectacular um, movie theater, movie going experiences, along with Oppenheimer, as you kind of mentioned, like that, that Barbenheimer mm-hmm. experience was a pretty great, uh, pretty great month, uh, mm-hmm. month of movies, Mission Impossible as well. Um, that's a great, uh, great what number pick was that? Two, three, three, three. Yeah. See, I spoke for so long. I don't, I don't remember. Let's go to my next pick. Uh, My next pick is Adam driver uh, being in uh, 65 and Ferrari, Mm -hmm. but also mostly his press tour about (laughs) Ferrari um, where he told people to, you know, to screw off for asking Mm -hmm. bad questions in a Q and a respect to him. But also his appearance on Smart List last Monday, in which he talked about doing a House of Gucci and then Ferrari and how people are getting on him for doing two Italians back to back. And he said, it's just two Italians. <laughs> He's ju- it's just two. He like he did say maybe the choice of doing them back to back kind of, mm-hmm. you know, alter people's expectations. But Adam Driver's incredulity <laughs> at at doing at, at, at people who are saying, why did you do both of those Italians? Uh, and him saying, it's just two Italians, uh, makes my list. It's one of my favorite things. Ferrari, mm-hmm. phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't need to talk about it too much. No, you haven't seen it yet. No. Um, but the press tour and Adam Driver's year in general, mm-hmm. worthy of merit on this, uh, worthy of mention on this on, mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have seen 65 though. And uh, those dinosaurs, those dinosaurs... You know, you don't see dinosaurs in movies that often. And, um, you know, maybe they can come back for another movie. Yeah. 65, I watched on a plane. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only <laughs> thing I have to say about that. Like, that movie. It um, was exactly, it served its purpose. Yeah. Um, which, actually, instead of jumping back to you, 65 being watched on a plane leads me to my next, to a, a big key point here. Mm-hmm. 65 on a plane is one of many movies this year that, if it was on cable, if it was just on, if you could just throw it on for a bit, the return of the cable movie was big for me this year. Yeah. We talked about that. We've talked about this and we kind of want to mention this, um, you know, a rewatchable movie, a loose structure kind of, Hey, I like this scene. And Oh, Hey, I like this scene kind of mm-hmm. sprung together. Um, you know, typically movies that pass a lot of time fit this structure, but you know, anything does. I was thinking of air, which I rewatched yesterday. It's just scene after scene of like, Oh, there's juice here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something here. Um, anatomy of a fall is kind of built on that structure of you know you would want to throw this on and someone's throwing heat mm-hmm. uh the burial uh a favorite a favorite movie of ours from this mm-hmm. year jamie fox and tommy lee jones, jones. a lot mm-hmm. of tommy lee jones talk on this app mm-hmm. um and a movie that i know might lead into your next discussion but blackberry had a tv show built from it like mm-hmm. it was built into a tv show so in terms mm-hmm. of cable movies that's kind of the perfect cable slash plane movie mm-hmm You've got a two-hour movie. You've got a two-and-a-half-hour TV show out of it. And wow, what a movie. What a movie. Um, yeah, that is, I, yeah, Blackberry is one of my 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 10 of the year. Um, just a great movie. Glenn Harrison. I would say Glenn Harrison has been ignored. Jay Barucco should not be slept on either for that movie. He's just he's incredible in that movie as well. Jay Baruchel. Um, Jay Baruchel. I I'm going for the Irish. <laughs> you're Jay going. Bar- I was going to say you're going. I was I was going to say you're going Irish there. I'm going mm. like the you know knowing him. I, mm. uh, yeah. From, but he um 
his his you know his performance in that i think people kind of overlook the the like what he needs to do to get that movie um mm-hmm. through the way howerton kind of shows off and, mm-hmm. and shows out um howerton does great work with a phone mm-hmm. which i mentioned the air stuff like the air actors do great stuff with phones too specifically mm-hmm. Chris seen it but um but Howerton is doing a lot of work, but Baruchel really kind of holds that movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of a movie where people show up and you could just make a list um, of, you know, 10 performances from that movie, you've got Saul Rubinek, mm-hmm. you've got Michael Ironside. Like mm-hmm. you just have movie after movie, like movie after movie, actor after mm-hmm. actor, where you're just like, this is so watchable, so good. And, mm-hmm. you know, that rise and fall story stuff, like the movie is genuinely my favorite of the year um that's been my number one and it's just it's it's blackberry mm-hmm. it's blackberry carrie always a uh, star of dead record yeah. as well carrie always um, had a great year he had a great year um yeah uh another person who's had a great year who is like quietly kind of going by the wayside as well because uh the the big supporting performance in in this guy's movie is although it's kind of no, it is because it got nominated for for awards. Um, Jason Clark in the Kane Mutiny Court Martial, I think, is really good because Kiefer is getting all the noise because Kiefer is playing you know Quee, so he's getting all like the the big buzz from that. But J- Jason Clark has like a great monologue, and it's a monologue that's like in the play as well. I know, but like the way he delivers the monologue at the end is so perfect. Uh, Jason Clark, someone who's like really overlooked as well, I think, in general, because yeah. maybe because his role choice is kind of in a bit. I, iffy i mean but yeah. he's great in oppenheimer as well you know so i was gonna say on the jason clark note like king mutiny court marshall's been on my watch list for a while i've been mm-hmm. meaning to catch up with it um I should be getting paramount plus soon again which is how i would watch it that's mm-hmm. a promising uh, returns in the future for me watching mm-hmm. that he's great in oppenheimer it's you know he's mm-hmm. one of those guys when he shows up you're happy to see him kind of deliver what he needs to deliver and he's mm-hmm. gonna do it mm-hmm. so you know i watched a little bit of winning time he was good when he showed you know when he's he's there Mm-hmm. um what else has he done you know oppenheimer was obviously great but uh you know even recent recently like you've got chapaquiddick mm-hmm. you have everest you have these kind of roles where he shows up he gets the job done mm-hmm. um, and delivers it with you know just a an incredible capable movie uh, and energy from him which is just that vibe of you, you can't take your eyes off of him mm-hmm. you want to look away you're gonna walk in you know the when people say your you know your dad walks in and watches the movie with his like hands on his hips or his mm-hmm. like arms crossed or whatever and doesn't sit down because he's just watching he's mm-hmm. like no I'm gonna walk away mm-hmm. Jason Clark has that energy to him mm-hmm. that kind of compelling you just wanna what's he doing over there mm-hmm. definitely uh, my next pick I'm gonna go with and we'll talk about this movie because I know it's gonna appear on your list as well but um at the end of the holdovers spoilers for the holdovers in a way not mm-hmm. really a movie that i feel like i can spoil in this way um paul giamatti and dominic sessa when they almost hug mm-hmm. the moment where they almost hug uh and then shake hands instead and say you know and, and share those final words that last sessa line of like i was gonna say the same i was going to say the same thing to you um that's just a really great moment of physical acting that i, I really appreciated this year mm-hmm. the holdover is one of my favorite movies of the year Mm-hmm, same uh, and uh, uh, yeah. over to you to talk about the holdovers um my holdovers moment is the way Tom Excessa jumps in that one scene the holdovers where he's crossing the rubicon as it were that he goes yeah, like, he, the... he goes like upside down <laughs> upside down he makes and that you, face you see that face. Face. <laughs> and you get like a split second and he starts screaming and then 
Paul Paul's like, oh no. Uh not Paul Paul, but Paul Paul Paul. Yeah. Um one of the Paul Pauls. <laughs> one one of the Paul Pauls. The big big Paul Paul guys. Uh Paul, he decides to um I, I I've, I've slipped into TikTok AI voice like Paul decides to help the man. <laughs> what else do we have here? Um, yeah, yeah Dominic Sessa jump. Dominic Sessa in general is good I, year I, for him. Good year for him. I think he kind of, I think in like a week because supporting this year is so strong. I think in the weaker year he maybe sneaks into the discussion. But I think you know someone who isn't on my list who probably should have been Charles Melton in May December kind of, kind of takes the you know young emerging actor in a big supporting role slot that yeah. he would have maybe taken another year. Melton, really great, not on my list. Mm -hmm. Even like, you know, May December isn't on this list, but May December could be also all 10 things on this, you know, mm -hmm. a long list of May December things. Mm -hmm. um, here, that's a, you know, one of one of my favorites of the year as well. I know it's it's one of yours. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about that, but enough about a movie that's not on the list. The next, uh, the next thing I've got on the list here, um, it's a movie you haven't seen, um, but a movie I know you're, uh, you're gonna see it's the list the list is for my list i've got the iron claw boys mm -hmm. all of them uh you know we've got it's zach efron jeremy allen white harris dickinson and stanley simons uh all four of them uh incredible uh for different reasons especially for this year you know they've they've all got you know this kind of showy performance. Efron won my like personal best actor. Like I don't even keep this stuff seriously, mm -hmm. but Efron won my best best actor last year for um for the greatest beer run ever. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just really phenomenal in that movie, and this uses what I love about that performance for a better movie altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Efron kind of repeats as one of my favorite performances of the year. Jeremy Allen White, who you know is just a superstar, is just gonna be like he's great in the movie. He's great in the bear. I'm talking about twenty more twenty twenty three stuff, mm -hmm. uh, TV. And I said I would mention Hater later. So mm -hmm. here's Bill Hater and Barry again, just so I can mm -hmm. say I did follow through on that. <laughs> um, Jeremy Allen White is fantastic. Um, he's also in Fingernails, twenty twenty three movie mm -hmm. Fingernails, which mm -hmm. he's just solid in. It's mm -hmm. a quiet role for him, but he's really you know really good in the part. And. Uh, and the two other brothers, you got Harris Dickinson, who I think is kind of the fulcrum of the movie, like really key role. Um, kind of the emotional stuff doesn't work without his kind of role in the in the plot and in the and in delivering the performance that he that he does. I didn't love Triangle of Sadness last year, um, but I do really love his performance in this, and I you know gonna keep a lookout for where he's going from here. And uh, Stanley Simons, who's the kind of the youngest brother, and does a really good job in, in that part as well. Um, the Iron Claw Boys kind of created this really beautiful uh, family dynamic. Their stories offset about it, uh, you know, about how the, the texts were going around and all that. And they just kind of created a really lovely dynamic that really came through on screen in, in Sean Durkin's beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. I will get to it as soon as I can, but it's still not out here. Um, it's like a couple months, isn't it? It's going to be like next month, I think. I don't know. The, 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 we could go for hours on like their schedule we get compared to everyone else. Um, I think the holdovers is coming out like this month for some reason. That's nice. It's nice. It's but nice. It, it should be Christmas. It should be a Christmas release. It shouldn't be like January. Some like, stuff should just be wide everywhere at the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we can get into release schedules when yeah. we talk about Paul 2011's release mm-hmm. uh, on a future shame, episode. Just an episode release. dedicated to the release. <laughs> um, but another something that was widely available everywhere at the same time is my my fourth. Well, will be fourth. It's whatever now. Um, the Wes Anderson rule doll shorts, particularly the Swan. The Swan. I mean Henry Sugar as well. I think they're all great. But the Swan is. One like it blew me away when I when I saw this one. Um, such like a dark and sad and incredibly performed like monologue, really. Um, Henry Sugar, of course, is great as well. Um, the other two I'm kind of mixed on, but um, the Swan really just blew me away. I was so so amazed by this one. Yeah, I honestly that jumps me into one of my next ones, which is just Wes Anderson had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, those shorts were great. Asteroid City is fantastic, but the mm-hmm. shorts, the other two you're mixed on has probably one that I've been thinking about more than I've been thinking about the other three, which is uh, Poison. Mm-hmm. I really, I really think Poison's a, a spectacular kind of, um, you know, piece of narration, you know, mm-hmm. kind of interesting, yeah. uh, interesting work that has kind of stuck with me much longer than. I, than I anticipated mm-hmm. um you know three really great performances it moves um it 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 moves really quickly really well um and it's kind of got it's not a it's not a punchline that final kind of sad moments of the movie but it does the way it ends um is so acidic so poisonous um the way that it just kind of uh stings mm-hmm. to end the movie and mm-hmm. it's similar in the swan almost mm-hmm. the way these things kind of sting you at the ending it was a really beautiful um, way to look at it. And in terms of Wes Anderson's whole um, 2023 release, that mm-hmm. the look at kind of grief and kind of working through it and these kinds of how we reckon with um, with history, mm-hmm. uh, really interesting stuff that he did this year. It, it really kind of stings and sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to rush through these because I'm aware that we're going to max out the, the, yeah. the four minutes as well. Um, Messi, the dog in Amiga Fall, okay, Snoopy, I think is the dog's name. Um, one of the best performances of the year, and it's by a dog. I mean, you know, like, like just a dog giving that performance, you know, Ug- with Uggy in The Artist, you know, this is like yeah. a new dawn of dog top tier dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, to briefly mentioned Anatomy of a Fall. Sandra Huller's performance was fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. And she had a great year. I'll jump to my next kind of performance. Uh, you know, it's funny to jump from a dog to another, like to another person, but uh, uh, Albert Brooks had a moment. That's mm-hmm. going to be one thing that I had. There was a, a the Rob Reiner documentary um, and then the Mark Maron interview to kind of promote the documentary that uh, served as a nice uh, accompanying piece. Mm-hmm. That was a really great moment in film for this year. Albert Brooks, the icon, the legend, uh, that we could do a whole episode on Albert Brooks. I like saying that we could do a whole episode mm-hmm. on something or something. So that's one there. Mm-hmm. Um, how many more do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've mentioned eight things. I have so have I. I've got two left. Um, so quickly rattle off your two, and then yeah. I'll quickly rattle off my two. Um, one of the, the the one that I'll rattle off first is the adults. Love the adults. My favorite movie of the year. Michael Sarah doing a Marge Simpson. Um, great. Uh, the other one is I have really kind of down year. I'm not going to go into because it it's kind of too depressing, but I had a really kind of bad year. And for a while, I felt I love movies. I didn't like movies at all. Um, but like at a certain point, like the holdover, especially, just pulling like, pull me right out of it. And like, there's so many movies this year that made me kind of 
feel better about what I, what I was dealing with. Yeah. So I just want to shout out movies in that kind of context. Um, really great too to to finish up your list, and we'll recap these quickly for everyone at the end. Um, because uh, that's what podcasts do. I could be in my list. I can't. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have. We don't have to do that. I have them written down here. Right. My last two that I wanted to shout out in particular. Um, uh, Issa Rae in American Fiction and Barbie. She had a a, a great year. Sneaky, very like the the funniest part. Of, not the funniest part of Barbie, but like easily just kind of throwing heat in her yeah. Barbie performance. And American Fiction, she does really interesting, uh, really interesting work as well. Has some great scenes with Jeffrey Wright. So Issa Rae, I wanted to shout out as one of my favorite things. Um, something else I wanted to do here uh, to shout out was The Killer, one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the David Fincher, specifically though, I wanted to shout out the sitcom IDs joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the killer, the running bit that Michael Fassbender's characters' identities were names like Sam Malone uh, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really, the Archibald Bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, those were really, really, really funny bits to me. What a funny movie that was! Great movie. I mm-hmm. uh, really enjoyed that this year. So those were my last two. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have your list to recap? Do you I want don't, to recap? I was deleting them as I was going because I was afraid for that crossover. So I don't. Um, but I can tell you that that you know what? There was a great list that I, I, yeah, I gave. It was yeah. a great list. And yeah. people can go back and try and figure yeah. out the conversation as it goes. Mm-hmm. Just to recap mine quickly, the return of the cable movie, the Iron Claw Boys, Adam Driver saying it's just two Italians. The time Tom Cruise introduced my screening of Mission Impossible, the Albert Brooks moment. Wes Anderson's great year, Dominic Sessa and Paul Giamatti almost hugging at the end of the holdovers, Timothy Chalamet's endearingly not great singing voice and his appearance at Yorkdale Mall, and the sitcom ID joke in The Killer. Mm-hmm. To finish up this episode, I'd like to do uh, a couple quick things here. One, uh, I'd like to name a guy and then uh, some a place he was left that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to name Snoopy, which it's a thing I didn't like about the movies this year was Snoopy being left in the vestibule. We left Snoopy in the vestibule. I don't really know who, like, I know that we kind of get that answer. We don't necessarily get that answer that we want, satisfactory. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like about movies this year that Snoopy was left in the vestibule. Mm-hmm. And now let's name some guys to finish up the episode real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Paul. Uh, Chris Messina. Um, Nick Frost. Uh, Paul Giamatti. It's probably named in the last one also. Mm, yeah. Um, Professor Layton. Uh, uh, let's go with Nick Park. Um, Gromit. Jay Baruchel. Um, uh, Kevin Smith. Hmm. Zach Efron. Merritt Weaver. Adam Driver. Penelope Cruz. Gabriel Gabriel Leon plays a great part in uh plays Deportago in Ferrari. Mm. Really fantastic. Uh Shuhigawa. Kingsley Benadir. Uh, uh Ben Mendelssohn. I figured out how we can end these episodes in terms of naming some guys. Mm. Gabe. David. Thanks for listening. Oh,